Let's oh. roll! Okay, why am I the one doing the intros all the time? Because I'm trolling your uh, speech apparatus. Yes, my speech apparatus has been trolled enough. Uh, this no. This is, the, this is the fourth time in the last six months that I have a problem in my throat. And this is killing me. But anyways, uh, what I want to talk to you about today is uh, why do people who like IT also like all computers or to put, to put it to put it uh, more simply uh, is there a reason to get an old Amiga or old C64 or old Atari portfolio as you uh, gracefully gave me for the, for the uh, Christmas uh, or any of the old computers since the experience that you get from those computers is uh, regularly much, 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 much worse than what you would get from actual running, running the actual computer in the emulator with a normal keyboard, normal key, normal mouse and a normal display and everything else. Okay, cool. Sounds reasonable. So having said that, let's roll the intro and then let's talk. Okay, Mr. Old School, Old Computers, Gamers, whatever it is no, that you no, want no, to call no, yourself. No, 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 no. Now it's not just about the beam because you were the one that connected. What was your Pentium 1? Where, what is your computer right now? The one with the, in, the, in the huge box, uh, in, the, in the huge early case. My SCSI only one, your retro SCSI, PC. Your SCSI only retro PC in the huge it's early case. It's a dual, actually. Yes. Dual Pentium. Which, the, which Pentiums are in? If I remember correctly, Pentium's free. If uh, I remember uh, correctly. 1333? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Something, something less. I think 800, 850. Because I suddenly like that. remember that I think that I have a Pentium S server at home that is dual Pentium. Uh, and I, I distinctly <laughs> seem to remember that. He wanted to troll me, now he's trolling himself. That's even better. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just that I remember that I seem to remember that I have an old PC at home. And then remember that it is standing next to a HP UX uh, workstation that they also had at home. He's much worse than I am. Everybody's. Uh, I'm much worse than uh, almost everybody else because uh, I get the old PCs and then I forget about them. Can I interject? Yes. I have the perfect point to start. Okay. Atari portfolio. <laughs> yes, it is. It is the, it is the perfect because. Uh, okay, so Vedran uh, got me. Not, not because of that. No, no, they haven't got me a portfolio, portfolio because I uh, was talking about it a couple of weeks ago. And uh, the reason why I remembered about Atari portfolio because it was the uh, one of those things that didn't make any sense at that point in time. I started making, making a hell of a lot of sense very soon after. Didn't start making any sense after that. <laughs> didn't make any sense now. And it's not going to make any sense ever? Either, either way ever. It's, uh, for all, so it's uh, perfect for you. For all of you who don't who don't uh, follow the Atari portfolio thingy, uh, it was an old, supposedly 16-bit computer uh, that was able to run uh, embedded version of MS DOS. That was its own DOS basically. That only had a common shell. It had a limited amount of memory, 
Uh, it had hugely expensive uh, accessories. It was expensive all by itself. And, uh, well. All by itself, it's something like $2,500, I think. Uh, so crazy. So uh, the amount of money that you would pay for a decent laptop today, uh, and, and, and by decent, I mean much, much, much uh, more decent than you would probably uh, expect. I can check. Uh, you can buy a very decent MacBook Pro for that. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, it was it was released in 1989, I think. Something like that, 1989. Um, let me just check uh, how much is this in today's dollars. Okay, so you would be able to buy a laptop for six thousand one hundred and ninety dollars today's dollars mm -hmm. for that amount of money. So basically, it was uh, in an insanely expensive toy. Mm -hmm. That was able to run a limited amount of applications. Mm -hmm. It had, uh, it didn't have graphics. It had a dot matrix display that was able to display only uh, black and white. And I think it is able to display gray, a uh, grayish uh, pixels. And that's it. I suddenly remember why we should use that. Yeah, as a terminal. Yes. As, as always. As a it's terminal. A, everything is a terminal when you're talking with, when you're dealing with Linux. Okay. But uh, this is one of those things. This is the reason why I have a GX uh, uh, server at home. I haven't powered it up uh, even once. I have an old uh, uh, a mobile VAX workstation that I haven't powered, powered up once. Uh, is this an episode about our, I mean, both of us or? No, 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 no. But the, what I want to talk about is what is, driving, is what is driving people to get old hardware. Okay. And then just have it. Because if you are collecting old cars, mm -hmm. I get it. You can drive your old car along. You can uh, invest in it. It's an investment by itself. It is going to uh, uh, grow in value uh, uh, in each year you're going to have some sort of uh, some sort of purpose if you keep it because you are investing and so on and so on and so on but an old computer is going to remain an old computer unless it is uh, something extremely rare like i don't know a prototype of some computer or whatever mm -hmm. it is not going to gain too much value it is going to have some um uh, the only value that it has might be sentimental value. Yes, uh, the, the only value is going to be sentimental and this is also going to be limited because once you start using it or try to use it, you're going to realize that there is a reason why we have computers today like we have. Because Atari Portfolio has an uh, amazing keyboard and enormously crappy uh, display. Uh, so it's completely unusable for everything or anything that we are able, uh, doing today. Yet again, perfect for you. It's also perfect for you. Because it's a gimmick. Yes, it's a gimmick. It's the, the same reason why you uh, that, uh, have that obnoxious case that you are swearing on uh, in your retro PC. Uh, obnoxious? It's not obnoxious. It looks, it looks, it looks like a transfer case for, uh, I don't know, uh, farming equipment uh, with, uh, with aluminum uh, tubes and so on. But um, I'm just... He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, yes, I know. This is the idea. But the uh, reason why we have it is hard to explain. Okay, well, let's discuss the reason. So we talked, uh, touched upon the first yes. common reason, which is for sentimental value. So oftentimes we keep our old computers or even buy them 
after the fact, many, many years after the fact, because we are, you know, people are treating a lot of devices like they're, they're toys or like they, actually like they're pets, more yes. like pets. I know a heck of a lot of people who have names for the, their devices, who call them by name, actually. And it's always semi-funny and semi-weird to me, but I've come to expect that from people. And it's nowadays, it's just a reminder that we are humans, in a sense, because those old things are like, like pets, in a sense. Yes. <clears throat> Nothing to add. That's it. You agree? <laughs> no, I agree. But uh, there, is a, there is a whole movement behind it. It's not only old oh, computers. Yes. There is not only old computers. Everything retro is working. I yeah. think one of the worst or the best offenders right now is Casio. Okay. Uh, because they moved into the market of something that used to be, uh, uh, I would say, consumer grade, uh, low level uh, electronics. And they just resurfaced with the same electronics redone at much cheaper prices. Okay. So for you, who the, for you, those of you who are older and didn't bother to look up, mm -hmm. you can get uh, older Casio watches, uh, brand new, done by Casio right now today, for sixteen dollars, seventy dollars, twenty dollars. Very insanely yes, popular. Yes, popular. And cheap and insanely popular, mm -hmm. and you can get uh, models that were uh, popular back then for dirt cheap prices. Yeah. And they are not Chinese knockoff knockoffs. They're actually Casio's uh, Casio's watch watches. I bought a couple of them. I have one. I have the, two. Uh, the one with the the one with the uh, calculator. Hmm? Okay. Because I just had to have one. Actually, okay. In my life, as you know, the the uh, obsessed thingy with old stuff goes w way beyond computers. Yes. I have a collection of very cheap old watches as well, like uh, those with melodies and those with, uh, you know, calculators and whatnot. I bought a couple of those Montana watches and Casios as well uh, some years ago. That's cool. I, I like old guitars. I like old synthesizers as well. So I have a whole bunch of those. But for me, the reason why I collect those is completely the opposite for of, uh, of uh, the reason why I have a bunch of... Not so much as I used to, but still a bunch of old computers. But old computers and old guitars are the same thing as the old computers and the old cars. All guitars are going to gain, gain value. Okay. Uh, old computers, unless there is, uh, there is some extreme case, no. Mm -hmm. uh, you are going to get stuck with uh, basically obsolete hardware that is a uh, pain to uh, make, uh, make run. And then you're going to have problems uh, keeping it running. You're going to keep uh, buying different uh, adapters and the different things that you need to keep the thing running. Also, the software is a problem. Hmm. Uh, moving software around is a problem because okay. you don't have the capability of... Uh, okay, some of them are able to run from CDs. This mm -hmm. is an amazing plus. But some of them have uh, some of those have uh, different older versions of connectors. Mm -hmm. uh, the different versions of networking, BNCs, BNCs, yeah. BNCs, uh, video, uh, special video graphics uh, connectors, special as video you're monitors. Discovering so on, so with on. Alpha as well. But Alpha is not the worst offender. It's not. I would I would go with uh, Sun is probably the, uh, even worse. It is with, with its own monitors and its own uh, that very standard wide connector. Weird yes, one. and uh, yeah. its own standard with uh, where the sync uh, sync signal goes in the monitor and so on and so on. But 
this is just those things that, that people just do. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who are collecting old computers. Mm-hmm. We have even a dedicated uh, museum in Rijeka that's called Pick and Poke mm-hmm. that I usually give my old computers to because I don't have the space or probably the opportunity to show them off. Mm-hmm. So I'm more likely to just give them away uh, instead of letting them uh, stay in, 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 the, in the boxes just simply because I don't have any use for them. You know that I have an Apple IIc. Yeah, it's still and, in our office. Uh, no, it is not. I, I moved it. Yes, I moved, moved it back. Oh, okay. Um, it was there recently. Yes, it was there recently. But, but, but the problem is that there is no other than sentimental value. There is no other reason to use it. The keyboard is awful. The uh, monitor, monitor is awful. Is awful. Yeah. Monitor is too small even, for, even by, by any standard uh, right now. Okay. And there is no usage scenario that makes it uh, make sense to uh, power this computer. Okay. And it's just sentimental value and it just the may it, the, the way it makes you feel and the way it basically is just like buying uh, you know old toy trains or buying uh, old dolls or whatever. Okay, that's that's a part of a second reason why a lot of people do that, which is com- completely connected to the first one, which is nostalgic reasons. But specifically, when I'm talking about nostalgic reasons, I'm not necessarily talking about the uh, nostalgic reasons of sentimental attachments to something that you have. I'm talking about uh, nostalgic reasons of remembering the time and the place and the surroundings in which you were using them, which is a much wider thing. Yes. For example... Uh, I got my first computer in the 80s. For me, 80s were the best ever. I mean, there was no decade that was as good as the 80s. In movies, in in, uh, in inventiveness of a lot of things, in computers, in hi-fi, uh, in music, don't even get me started, and whatnot. So it kind of reminds me of that era, which is a complete different type of evocation of let's say, some kind of an emotional connection to just having, you know, one-dimensional sentimental value for you for five minutes, which it, it, for me, it's completely different. Um, that's the reason why uh, when I'm talking about various musical instruments and some stuff that uh, are important to me, I get, oftentimes, I get very much a little bit lost and start off rants and time passes. Uh, I don't notice people around me do. I become very boring to everybody and it's, it is what it is. That's what happens when you are driven uh, by something to use something. It is what it is. Yes, but uh, the thing is that with all the cold computers, uh, sometimes you get the joy of just turning it on. Yep. And the amazing thing is that once you start once you try to use it the way it was used uh, when it was new, you suddenly realize that basically it was crap. Nope, <clears> not <throat> for me. I understand you, what you want and, to say. And then you yeah. and then you go into the uh, forums, forums, and the different uh, projects that are covering your computer, whichever computer it is. If we are talking about non PCs, yes, and then then and yeah. then you suddenly realize that people have made uh, TCP/IP networking for Spectrums. Uh, they created uh, oh, wireless for Amiga. Uh, wireless for Amigas. They created uh, micro SD drives for Amigas, so like you can actually uh, get all. Uh, by all, I mean all uh, software that is available for Amiga on a single micro SD, and then put into Amiga as separate floppies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, then you suddenly realize that the last uh, Spectrum game, the Spectrum uh, 64 game, uh, was uh, 14 years, sorry, was released last year. And actually, I heard that somebody created a new OS for C64 a couple of days ago. Yeah, yes, but the, the, the games kept on releasing. Yeah. They didn't stop for the mm -hmm. last uh, 40 years. Mm -hmm. So you suddenly realize that there is a complete, uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it a community. It's different communities that are trying to keep the old computing alive. Mm -hmm. And the only reason is sentimental. Because it, it, it isn't complicated. Yeah, okay. But it is not going to make any money to anybody. Okay. As I said, for me, depending on which computer you're talking about, for me, seeing that first computer was Amstrad, I don't have that one, but I'm planning on getting one if they ever get a little bit cheaper because they're quite expensive for what they are. I have 664, the new replica from five, three or four years ago. I regularly play it. Uh, but luckily enough, those games are short enough so that my uh, OCD gaming experience, which uh, translates into I cannot stop gaming, doesn't appear at all. And out of the, that era, I also have a couple of Ataris, but I never really played those all that much, even in primary school, although my one of my neighbors had it. Uh, we, uh, my, my Atari experience has always been related to music. So out of those big four, if you want to, and my uh, my... One of my cousins had a, a Spectrum. I never had that one, although it would be cool to have. But uh, my relationship with those computers is not as much nostalgic or whatever, or uh, let's say sentimental, as it is to, uh, towards some of the uh, later generation computers that uh, kind of jump-started my IT journey, specifically talking about PCs. That's completely different. Uh, for uh, the retro PC that you keep, keep giving me smack about, uh, you know, with all of your humorous flair. That's for me a completely different user experience to any of the modern computers and any of those old, old computers that I just mentioned. This is not comparable. Uh, the uh, I'm going to say that I'm completely different. Uh, yeah, I, know. I I When it comes to retro computing, I draw the line somewhere uh, when the XT went out of business and 26 uh, came to the uh, came to the market okay and what i would like to see would probably be a controller that would enable old uh, st225 uh, rll disk mm -hmm. to function as a atmosphere uh, ambience uh, noise generator mm -hmm. No, no, no. It, it, it just, you cannot, you cannot. It's uh, not it's something that you can emulate. Yeah. Something, something you can emulate. That, that's, that noise that the head made, made on the, that particular the drive mm. is something that I connect to the old computers. And it was a special thing because this is way back then when you can actually open the hard disk and clean it. <laughs> I know a guy who was actually, he had an old uh, disk that was something like five megabytes or something. Mm -hmm. And he actually opened it and cleaned the inside with the uh, with alcohol and this was running then mm -hmm. and completely Berserk, uh, un, un, yeah, yeah. yes the, the, today i'm uh, today but uh, the thing is that i draw the line there i have no inkling of uh liking anything that came after 286 i don't know why yeah it's completely <clears> different for me i do know however why it is for me 
uh, because, again, we have a little bit of a different background. You started with computing earlier, a couple of years older. You had some of those early computers uh, before I did. You switched to PCs before I did as well. It was a little bit of a different time. Uh, I got my first computer quite a bit later than you did. But for me, when I'm talking about retro PC gaming specifically, not retro gaming in general, uh, the reason why I have completely different level of connection to those f first computers, first PCs specifically, that I had is related to my all of my side experiences with them. Specifically, uh, the after I had, and I, we described this a couple of episodes ago, after I went from uh, uh, XT to 486 or something like that, this is where my journey of huge interest towards the old computers actually kind of started. Reason is because this these are the first computers that I got to open, upgrade, clean, add stuff to, remove stuff from, play with jumpers, play with the BIOS, play with whatever. And already in the first next generation, which was Pentiums, which is why Pentiums are so insanely cool to me, although they can do calculus, the first versions, yes. if you remember those, <clears throat> TLB bugs. Um, basically, for those computers, I didn't need any additional financial aid, so it's not like something was given to me or bought for me. I did that out of my own allowance. I started doing some odd jobs. I started doing side hustles, as we usually call them, uh, you know, student work, whatnot. And I started upgrading all the way to always the latest ones, the strong, you know, the fastest ones. Went all in crazy deep into SCSI, which I'm still to, to this day. Uh, SCSI discs, Plexters, whatnot. I described this in one of our previous episodes. The reason why uh, that specific computer that I have at home, which is a metaphor for the story that I'm talking about, why it is so important for me is because it included the best hits of everything that was important to me back then, which was uh, uh, odd motherboard with two CPUs. Okay. Super odd for that time period. Uh, High-end CPU, SCSI on board, because this is the um, P2BDS motherboard, okay. so a legendary Asia's motherboard. Uh, I have all-in-one graphic card, inside of that one as well, which is, if you ask me, a legendary graphics card. A whole bunch of SCSI stuff filled to the brink with memory as much as it could handle. And as I said a couple of episodes ago, I, I really need to dig up my old scanner because I will definitely hook it up to that one. The Scanjet 4C, which was uh, SCSI 1 based, Centronics connector based uh, scanner, which was awesome for the time period when I got it. This is where my uh, direct interaction with computers kind of started because I was disassembling, assembling them, doing that for friends as well. And it went on for more than 10 years after that. This is where my, uh, I got involved into the financial side of things because I was investing into it. This is where I started learning about all of the components inside out, even more so than previously, although I was already heavily into reading computer magazines and books about that. And this is where I started gaming, for the good and the bad of it. Best, yes, but I think that uh, the thing that is different from what I'm trying to uh, get my point across and from your perspective is that computers you're talking about have some value, 
has some usefulness because you can actually run something that is more or less current on them. But that's good. You have you have your own sets of computers. I have my own all, all together. They are all computers. So it's cool. Yes, For me, C64 is infinitely cool. I still play it. So, yeah, no problem. Yes, but the, the thing is that uh, what people are missing is that uh, the whole experience behind the computers yeah. is... It's different when you didn't used to have them and then got them versus they were always around me. It's completely different. Uh, this is one thing. And the, I think that the, the closest thing to uh, the thing would be uh, collecting perfumes. For the life of me, I cannot understand that metaphor. Okay, go ahead. Because the old computer basically has less functionality than a perfume. And you are sentimentally connecting your old computer to some sort of an image, and you are usually connecting a certain perfume to some other sort of image. So actually collecting perfumes is the same thing for your brain as connecting all computers. You are trying to reconnect. All senses. You are trying to okay. reconnect to old memories via a thing that you are buying right now. Okay, Mr. Psychiatrist meets daytime TV. That's a very good uh, observation. That's good. So I think I think this is one of those things that uh, the smell of old computers, let's say, as well. Yes. Can you remember that? Yes. Mm -hmm. All the carcinogenic things that, yeah. that came into in, in, in new in new all the lead and everything, you know. Yeah, that's that's good. Yes, the the, the thing when they said that we need to remove the lead from the computers, and they said which lead? <laughs> we <laughs> all them. Yeah, there's another reason. Uh, I was always the uh, let's say the hamster type. Okay. And a lot of times I was the hamster type for the things that I couldn't have, which is very common for people. Okay. For me, it was computers and musical instruments. For somebody else, it was something different. Might be cars, might be whatever, plants. Nobody cares. Everybody has their own thing. And after you, after you reach a certain point, let's say, in your life in terms of... Uh, getting older, getting a little bit more financial power and whatnot. This is what what happens in cycles in human history. It's completely cliche what we are talking about, basically. Yes. Complete cliche. <coughs> uh, that's the reason why the retro PC gaming, for example, is nowadays so popular as well. And the, the older, let's say, C64, whatever, gaming. Because people who were very young at that era, have reached usually somewhere, something around their financial peak power or peak power right now. So they can actually afford those things, buy them again, play them, and kind of rekindle the old memories of playing with those things. You know, because back then you just could not easily buy them on average. Okay? It's not general Yes and thing. no, yes and no. Because when we are talking about the things like uh, ZX Spectrum or C64, they were approachable uh, in their uh, price. Yeah, but you just couldn't buy them in our country. Yes, okay, in our country, no. But when it came to, for example, Spectrum, Spectrum was, the idea of the Spectrum was that it was uh, around 100 uh, pounds sterling at that particular time. Okay, it wasn't that cheap as it would mm -hmm. be 100 pounds today, but it also was a very affordable computer when it comes to, uh, when what it was compared to anything other uh, on the market. And it was the thing that pushed it. Mm -hmm. And this is the reason why we are talking about it right now, because the sheer number of units that were shipped was enormous. Mm -hmm. All that of those. Yes. 
That's because you had less choice in terms of the different, let's say, manufacturers. You had three or four of them. That's it. And you couldn't make a choice of, I want this with that, with this, with that, with this, with that. This was That approach was kind of uh, over and undervalued by the appearance of the PC. Yes, but also they have identities. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. They have identities. They're, they have the, the thing. They have the fling. Something. Yes. They have the different type of vibe and the energy than most of the bland modern computers since that time. I agree with you. Because now the identity comes usually from the uh, applications. Yeah. Then the identity came from the computer itself. And the part of identity for you came from that as well. You yes. as a user, because you yes. were much more cool if you had C64 versus if you didn't. Okay. You can, you can, uh, you can uh, tell it like this, but also the, I don't know, Spectrum uh, ZX81 mm-hmm. or Z81, sorry, uh, versus Spectrum ZX. They were completely different machines with different identities, different types of uh, keyboards. They were iterations, but the idea behind the computer was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the different computers that we had had in our schools, uh, Oro, Galeb, Galaxy, um, Galaxy, uh, what, whatever partner, mm-hmm. whatever computers that we had here, all BBC Micro or uh, Acorn or whatever computers they different people had, they had their own identities. They came to be, uh, because of a reason, they had, uh, the whole package was designed for a reason. This reason used to be, uh, usually was uh, the cheapness and the idea of availability uh, so that the IT or the computer knowledge is going to be available to everybody else. Okay. And this is the reason why BBC Acorn uh, was created. We talked about that in the ARM episode. Yeah. Yes, and the, the thing, the thing that actually uh, just uh, spring back into into mind was that BBC Acorn was designed in four days mm-hmm. because they had a deadline. Uh, they had to uh, submit something for the tender, so they they took them four days to create uh, the entire uh, computer. This is completely out of any idea of how a computer could be made today. Okay, can I can I go off on a tangent related to music for a second? It's very relevant to the yes, topic okay. that we're discussing. Uh, I was recently watching an episode of one of my favorite shows on on YouTube related to uh, guitar pedals. Okay, things that you can plug your guitar in and then they change your sound in certain ways. Doesn't really matter in which ways. Back in the '60s, because of some of the changes that were happening in the live music industry. Uh, you had different type of development into different directions in terms of how the live sound should work because back then there were no PAs. Yes. Okay. You had to be heard. You had to be loud enough. For that purpose, the people started building amps first. Then the amps became louder and louder. Then after that came the PAs. And then uh, somewhere in the middle, people started producing pedals again for doing some kind of a sound modification. I'm just going to interrupt you for a little bit because I want to just point one thing out. When it comes to the power of the amplifiers back way then, mm-hmm. 50 watts was an enormous power for an amplifier. It still is. No, no, but, but uh, because oh, they oh, didn't have any... compared to the technology of the time. Yes, be- yeah. because right now we are used to, if you have a concert, uh, it's usually kilowatts. Tens uh, of kilowatts, yeah. Tens of kilowatts, kilowatts, but tens of kilowatts, hundreds of kilowatts yeah. even. 
And back then, it was hundreds of watts on the stage, and that was it. Yeah. So you had to create a... Uh, this is the reason why different marshals and different... Uh, why you had exist. walls of them all around? Yes, because, because that you was had the to have the loud... The, loud no. the only way in which people yes. could hear you. Yeah, uh, actually. Now, going back to pedals. Some of the first generation of pedals were made specifically to amplify the sound, not to change the characteristics, no, not to create distortion or whatnot. Distortion happened as, a, let's say, a side effect of going with amplification too much. That's a side effect. It is what it is. And it's a commonly used effect in music, and it's excellent. But what actually you conclude when you take a look at the history of those things, every single pedal that was made after the 70s is basically the exact same copy with a little bit of a twist on those original pedals. And why I'm saying this is the following, because the first generation of those pedals was already so freaking good in terms of quality, sound, capabilities, whatnot, that you just, even today, when you look at it, you know, down the history lane backwards, they were already so good, they didn't need any change. And the point of my two-minute rant is that people back then knew what the hell they were doing, and they made it work in the first try. And copies of that exist all over the planet right now. And the metaphor that I want to use for computers is exactly the same. People knew what they were doing when they were doing the Acorns, the BBC Micros, the C64s, the Amstreds, the, you know, uh, the, the whatever, Atari's, Amigas, and all of, the, all of the things that came after that. I'm going to come back to PCs in a second. All of those were actually a reminisce of that. Now, to go to directly to the PCs, Original PCs, so XT is 286, when you compare those to today, okay. <clears throat> they're exactly the same. You know, you still have the CPU, you still have the memory, you still have the keyboard, you still have the mouse, you still have the monitor, you still have the printer. All of the things, complete concept is exactly the same. They're just faster. And the faster is a function of time and time uh, because because of the fact that time functionally speaking, gives you more progress as research goes forward and whatnot. Again, people who were doing it back then knew what the hell they were doing. But I think this is the uh, fundamental for all the things that we take for granted today. Exactly my point. Uh, this microphone and this microphone, they're the same, basically, just a different... Uh, yeah, different sponge. You, you, different, yeah. different sponge. This is the microphone that is 25 years old. I think even more. No, no, I just checked. I just checked this. It was the the released uh, official release for this version uh, was to, uh, 2001. But this was the uh, version B version. So there was a microphone before that. Uh, it, it was introduced in the 70s. If I yes, correctly. the 74. So this it's 50 years old, the, this version, but without the B. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing is that um, the microphones haven't changed much. Yeah. And People still collect all microphones. Yeah. Because when they collect all microphones, they are trying to go for the imperfect ones. Of course. They are not buying the microphone because they are good. Exactly. They are buying microphones because they have that specific bad sound. Mm -hmm. And they're trying no, it's to. It's not buy bad. No, it's just it's, it's colored in a way. It's colored in a way, but okay. Uh, from the perspective of some, somebody who is just looking at the spectral analysis, it's a bad sound because okay. it's distorted in some way. Or noisy. 
noisy, distorted legs, some some uh, frequencies, Weird frequency uh, and so on. Yeah. Okay. So, but people are collecting all microphones. Yeah. They also have some some amount of price, but they are still useful. Mm -hmm. All computers are the only thing that is not useful. Which yours or mine? Uh, either. Nope. Either because the computers that we are dealing with today. Uh, stopped having uh, identities as soon as they basically got numbers. Commoditized, yeah. They got commoditized and they, they had to create numbers. It's the same with uh, Audis and BMWs and uh, all the different Mercs cars. and whatever, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm because, with you. Uh, I think that the worst offender from my perspective is BMW, because I cannot tell them apart. Okay. Uh, I just see that they have different uh, numbering schemes that they're using and uh, basically the same as Intel. Uh, yeah, what the hell is going three, on there? 3, 5 and 7 and then some number after it and then some amount of money for this uh, for the particular model that's it but uh back way then cars had identities uh computers had identities even pentium was an identity by itself yeah. it was the first processor that had an identity that wasn't necessarily numbered for example yes but okay but the main reason was that they couldn't cooperate the number mm -hmm. uh, yeah, i know uh, they, they they wanted they wanted to just skip the copyright problem but uh z80 wasn't a processor that had an entity mm -hmm. spectrum had an entity correct 602 didn't have identity on its own it had identity inside different computers because the computer itself was something so i think that the reason why people like them is because they were created you could you could you could say that you wanted just a piece of art mm -hmm. And sentimental part of it. It's uh, just repeating what I'm saying. And the the other thing is that the computers that people like to collect mm -hmm. and that have that made, make absolutely no uh, sense at all is old apples. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they are completely useless. Useless. Yes. But some of them are really pieces of art. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Okay, let's now forget, uh, uh, usually those that were created during the Jobs era, the first one, the second one. Mm -hmm. uh, the Quadras and the uh, different uh, the models that came uh, in the middle are just beige. Forgettable. Pieces. Yes. Yeah, forgettable. Okay, I agree with you. So that's, that's all good. But my exact point, exactly my point was that the initial design was so good that a lot of people kind of like uh, assembled around them in large groups because those computers that you're talking about were sold in millions of pieces. And those those people still exist today in the millions. Uh, th that grouping was almost to the point of religious religion at times. You know, yes. there were legendary fights between those four different things that we discussed. And for me, it's exactly the same. Your microphone analogy is exactly on point. So they were perfect back then. They are perfect now. And uh, for me, it's the same with uh, most of the computers that I'm talking about. Uh, and I agree with those big four as well prior to those. But there's another point to be made here. There's a reason why PCs are different than that. And you might call that a stupid reason. You might call it a pragmatic reason. You might call it whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, the, the value of PC comes from its compatibility. That's the first reason why... Uh, I could never think of a, uh, something, something that's a PC-based as completely and utterly useless because you will always find a reason why it's useful for you. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples. My first example is the fact that at times uh, I have, uh, I mentioned the SCSI examples. Uh, 
with uh, various, let's say, synthesizers, whatnot. I can easily do that on my, you know, 90 Windows 98 PC, retro PC that I have at home. I only have a SCSI controller in, just connect the drive and collect quite a substantial amount of money for less than 20 minutes of work, which I did many times over. So that's, that's one reason. The second reason, which uh, is only something that you can become, uh, kind of like be, you become aware uh, as time goes by, to quote the famous movie, is the fact that there are certain pieces of software that you can only run on certain operating systems. So software compatibility is a thing. And okay. just as an example, last year I had a situation with one of my clients who wanted to recover the database from his accounting application, which was MS-DOS-based. So there are many different, if you want to find the business reasons why you want to have some old computers, there you go, two perfect ones. And the first one is metaphor, the second one is a real business reason. Okay, but uh, I also have I also have uh, one of those computers because I have all uh, 386 at home somewhere. I know this function because I was using it last six years ago or so. Uh, and the only reason it exists is because it's the only one able to program uh, Motorola's uh, radius, uh, radius. You have some kind of MS-DOS application which goes yes. over serial port or something? Yeah, it goes to serial port and the timings are off if you are using any exactly. sort of emulator because the serial port itself requires some sort of a clock and it doesn't work on anything, anything that is uh, faster than 386. And it's just a thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing that I also wanted to mention is also the community thing. Oh, yes. Because you are not going to have... or. Uh, there used to be, but there are no more uh, PC uh, user groups. People who use PCs are almost everybody. Mm -hmm. So there's no, not going to be a PC user group. Okay. There is going to be a Microsoft user group, usually. There are Microsoft, many vintage gaming groups available. But there are many, many vintage gaming groups. There are Spectrum groups. There are Amiga groups. There C64 are groups. C64 groups. There are groups that are uh, dealing with intros. They are dealing with demos. Uh, mods, assemblies, mods, Amiga mods, Amiga, Amiga mods, yes. Yeah. Uh, so BBSs, yeah. So different groups that are based on the love of the old technology, and talking about the old technology, yeah. And you cannot, okay, you can talk about the PCs, but it's going, it is going to be boring now. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yes, it's everywhere. The only thing that is happening right now is that we can talk about uh, how insane and stupid some of the new technology is. And this is just going to be the uh, footnote of a failure of a company in uh, in 20 years. Mm -hmm. But right now, what is happening now is not something that is going to inspire any sort of a sentiment in, in anybody. Uh, my my uh, wider point of what I was saying about the, the initial designs of pedals and then the, the initial designs of computers being done right is actually much more... Uh, it's, it's much more, let's say, valuable if you take a look at it from the history point of view. Because we're talking about all of the, uh, let's say, time until the end of the 80s. My point is as follows. They did, pedals, computers, whatever, right the first time around. Everybody else copied afterwards. And the wider point of that is we haven't innovated. But we have innovated. Nope. Computers are exactly the same. They're just faster. Nothing else. Tell me of a new concept in computing that excited you as something that you were excited about when you were young that happened in the past five years. Please AI. go. That's not something that's new. 
it's not new, but the way it was done right now, the chat GPT was actually the thing that actually was done correctly. Uh, it is with all of the stuff that it's uh, pro providing as information, which is incorrect. Yes. Okay. Because the speed of it, the able, the, the ability to uh, the the amount of data that was used as uh, input data, and everything else actually. Uh, I wouldn't say that it was a correct thing to do. I think okay. th this is this is the uh, first, first generation product, uh, first generation complete uh, implementation of a concept. Because uh, if you didn't because say to be honest, to be completely honest, the first generation of any computer sucked. Yeah, generally speaking, you're correct. Yes, but the idea is AI works. It has its own uh, lim uh, limits. Limits are immense. Uh, we have enormous amount of problems with it but this is the new technology this technology that makes sense just for fun when we're talking about ai we had some funny interactions in the past couple of days related to that please tell our, our listeners and viewers what does the your favorite uh, ai tool tell you when you tell it to draw you a picture of a crossover cable and there is no way to explain it. I'm, I'm putting. I'm going to put it into into the description, because or I'm, I'm going to put it in, into put, the video. Put in the video because there is no other way to explain to explain it. And the reason is, uh, and this is one of those things. Uh, the AI thinks that it needs to innovate or create new things, and sometimes people you, don't just, you think that it thinks that it needs to be right. Not only it needs to be right, but it also needs to uh, reuse things and then create something. And sometimes you basically just need a search engine. And we are starting to lose the search engines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Suddenly we have a problem with uh, internet becoming an AI-centric thing, and the search engines themselves are changing. Mm -hmm. And if I want to have, for example, uh, I was looking for a simple image of. Uh, um, uh, RJ45 connector. I wanted a simple picture of RJ45 connector. That's it. There are probably millions of uh, images of uh, RJ45s on the internet. Mm -hmm. AI decided that you needed to create its, uh, its own. Yeah, with double and the it, amount it, of wires and whatnot. It's not double the amount of wires. It's basically one, one, was, one had 13 and one had 14 wires. So they weren't even wired uh, in, the, on the, in the same number of wires. So nothing was good with this, this image. And this is the thing that is going to become a problem later. It's already right because now, if you ask me. I, okay. see, I see that people are going to, uh, there are going to be some people who are going to start collecting old uh, software and old media before AI. Mm -hmm. They are called internet historians right now. Okay. But there are going to be more and more people who are going to try to uh, preserve the state of the software and state of the technology and the texts and the um, documents that we have right now before the AI took its, uh, took its toll on it. So just like we are doing with all PCs? Yes. Okay. Internet For archive. For historical archive. reasons? Yes. Okay. Internet, That's archive, always... internet archive right now yeah. is something like this. Yeah. And internet archive is uh, has stopped being just a footnote on the in the history of the internet. Suddenly, it has become something that a is source of truth, information, and a lot of stuff related to everyday life. Actually. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because it is not tainted by AI. AI is ruining ruining the, uh, things for people, and the AI is doing the same thing as the PC did for the other computers. Okay. 
Let's because go. right now, right now, the, we're going to see the uh, synergy or whatever you, you call it of every application becoming the same as the, any other application because they, everything is going to be enabled. So any, and uh, nothing is going to work. I mean, even Veeam for backup has a AI assistant. Uh, I'm expecting that Microsoft is going to release just the Microsoft Copilot is going to ask you, uh, as the Clippy did, what do you want to do today? Yeah, it's and, it's a Clippy version too. Yes, but it's going to be worse. Because it's going to ask you, do you want to, do you want me to create a, a PowerPoint presentation? Do you want to create a Word document? Mm -hmm. And you're going to say, I need a document for presentation. Fine. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get something. And random. <laughs> random, yes. And this is going to be this is going to be a problem later. Mm -hmm. But from sentimental reasons, 20 years from now, this is going to be something that people are going to be uh, wanting to uh, keep. Okay, this particular uh, computer, I can see as something that is going to make sense in 10 years. Okay. Because the first generation of a new technology, a new architecture, the same way that the first technology, first generation of Intel-based uh, apples made sense, and the last generation of G5-based uh, apples made sense. PowerPC, okay. Yes, So, but this is just when the technology changes, people want those computers. So you want to tell me that because of the fact that I have one of those G5s at home, I'm going to become rich in 20 years? No, because it won't work. Uh, the capacitors are crap and you need to change them as, uh, as soon as possible. I will hire you to do that because you have been no, 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 no. so excellent to, for that. No, I'm not going to, <laughs> going to go into it. <laughs> okay. But anyways, do you have anything else to add other than sentiment? Uh, yeah, retro gaming. We okay. have to have a short chat about this. So for me, I don't really care if it's retro gaming on an emulator, which I used to do a lot. Is it retro gaming on a PC or an actual piece of hardware? Okay. I used to play MAME emulator quite a lot, way too much, for those arcade games that you used to have in, you know, various types of, you know, amusement parks and whatnot. Um, those things are super fun. Uh, a lot of those games are just indescribably fun for us, not necessarily for the younger, younger generation because we are different. It's it's okay. Uh, we have our own fundamentals which are different. Um, the C64 thingy that I have at home, again, a metaphor for, let's say, hardware-based solution, not a software-based solution on a PC, works really well within the realms of what it was intended to do, which was to have, I don't know, 100 games on, which are the most popular ones. All that works well. It has good joysticks. It has HDMI output. I can connect it to any TV. Very happy with that. But still, the the, the nostalgic piece of me, you know, the, my, my beating heart goes to the idea of having uh, what I built, which was a, which is the retro PC that I described, because then I can watch all of those Beautiful images of Windows 95, 95 OS2, OS R2, 98, 98SE being deployed for 150th millionth time, then trying to work out the RQs and the DMI addresses and IO addresses for Sound Blaster and for Network Card and for SCSI controller and whatnot, because that was first crappy and very much annoying. Then afterwards it was kind of fun and then it disappeared. And on top of that, I can install some of my favorite games of all time. Basically, uh, the games that I used to play a lot um, after I've grown up, if you, you want to call that that way. Not that I'm ever going to grow up, obviously. 
uh, all of the most important games for me, which I used to play for enormous amount of time, uh, time uh, were uh, a part of that era. So Full Throttle, uh, Dune 2000, Dune 1, Dune 2, and the first Common and Conquer. Those are my top five games of all time. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm going to just interject and say one thing. And th- about... those will run on my re- retro PC perfectly. That's no, no, no. I have, I have no problems with that because I have uh, just remakes. CRT screen. Yes, this is the thing I was going to point it out. The CRT, <laughs> cool. the CRT and the TV screen. Yeah. Because the only thing that actually makes sense uh, in when collecting old computers is collecting old monitors and collecting old TVs. Yeah. Because if you have a C, uh, C64 emulator on an LCD, mm-hmm. it's not as close to uh, what it looked like on the CRT. It's not in the same galaxy. Yes. And this is the reason why people are uh, right now uh, looking for uh, old CRT monitors, mm-hmm. because they the games look different. Yeah, they do. They, they they look different, the refresh rate is different, and the, the game look better, usually. There is nothing in the world that can replace the sound of a the CRT-based monitor degaussing. Okay. <laughs> uh, but also, there is nothing that can replace the color bleed in the CRT monitor. Correct. And the way the, the colors themselves look like on the CRT monitor. Exactly the reason why I like plasma screens versus LCDs. Okay, but... Right now we're talking about retro gaming, so there is a point in retro gaming. Retro gaming has its own merits, and I'm not against that, but people who do retro gaming usually don't collect things. They collect uh, things that are uh, centered around certain games that they like, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to collect old computers. They're going to connect uh, a computer, a computer, okay, for a particular game because they have a game they like, okay, and this is the game that they're going to spend thousands and thousands of hours on, mm-hmm. and then they're going to bitch about uh, the game being uh, too expensive because it uh, it used to be eight dollars now it's nine dollars, and uh, I already bought them so I don't care. But yeah, no, no, because I was referring to a, I a thread I thought so yesterday because there was there is a game that people are playing for hundreds and hundreds of hours. And the um, developer said that he's going to up the price of the game from $7 to $9. They said, this is just a steal. He's trying to make money out of us and so on. And somebody said, but hey, you played for 400 hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you divide the the amount of money you are paying for the game by the number of hours you're playing with the game. It's cents. Thousands uh, of cents. Basically, the... uh, the, the, uh, uh, the amount of money you're paying for the electricity bill is bigger than the amount you're paying for the game. Mm-hmm. So stop just being annoying and just buy the game. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things that people do. But all pe- computers are separate from everything else. You think? I, yes, because they don't make sense. All watches make sense. Old guitars Sound. make sense. Definitely. Guitar, pedal, uh, uh, guitar pedals, pedals make sense. All synthesizers, all synthesizers make, make sense. Uh, all cars make sense. Yeah. But you're not going to see a, a person uh, collecting, I don't know, um, Teslas. You never know. Uh, it's too young in history yet. Uh, and I think it's go- they're going to fall apart uh, too soon. But it's just me. <laughs> uh, the, thing is, the thing is that uh, right now, I think that collecting all computers, collecting all hardware... Is completely different from, the, from anything else because you are getting something useless and not using it, just owning it and then feeling happy about it. Okay, just like you buying 
crappy cheap stuff like uh, the those copies of uh, road mics from the yes, 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 that's yes, exactly yes, what yes, it yes, is yes. but it's it's a different thing they're no, supposed to have a uh, purpose yet they don't <laughs> uh, no, I'm no, not... the purpose of that was basically to exchange information how cool they are um okay or to pinpoint design flaws of certain more much more expensive solutions that they were copied from I'm going to I'm going to make a video on it and uh, we, we're going to talk talk about this this but this is going to be for a later episode so okay. I think we should finish now okay uh the main reason being I have absolutely no voice left so uh, I would like to go on <laughs> now even more <laughs> so so I'm just I'm just completely off with my voice yeah, he's wasted yes yeah, so uh thank you for being with us yeah uh, it's a beginning of a series of episodes yes trust me on that one okay and yeah, he's been Yasmin, I've been Veteran, and see, see you in the you next guys. episode. Thank Bye. you. Bye.